Welcome back to the Harping On podcast. I'm once again joined by my mate Lucas Thornycroft. Um, decided to come again for one last podcast for the year to give a bit of a recap of the draft, um, see how we went and then see how some of the blokes that I've talked to went. But before I um, jump to Lucas, I'll just say congratulations to everyone that got drafted. Um, you know, if you talk to me or not, and then well done to those especially that um, that did give up their time to have a chat to me this year. I really appreciate it. But yeah, just massive congratulations to everyone that did get picked up over the last few days and um, g'day to Thorny. Hey Harps, how are you going? Good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, great, great. Happy happy North man this <laughs> week. <laughs> I bet. Um, yeah, so we'll start off with our our top 10. We won't spend too too long on this, but um, I thought we did pretty well. Yeah, we did. I think so. What the viewers, the listeners didn't know is that we did it a little bit before it came out. Mm. So, you know, there was a few few little links that, came out towards the end of the week, like Mackenzie to Hawthorne, that um, we didn't have the privilege of access to. Yeah, we, we recorded it on the Monday, I think, and then we re- I released it on the Friday. So, yeah, we did have a bit of a lag time there, but all things considered, we got, I think, seven out of the top ten, correct? Yeah, yeah, just the Ed Allen pick, I was going a bit risky there. Um, he ended up sliding. That happens. Um, Cal Toomey got... Like 13 out of 13. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you're never going to be as good as that. We'll get there uh, eventually. But if we go through the plays that um, that I talked to, we'll go through them in order. Of they got picked up. And, um, yeah, so I'll start off. I guess you can do this one, North of Florida. And you got your man, Harry Shays, pick three. Yeah, it was just really, weird. was he going to go three? Was he going to go four or, or two? Because Ashcroft bid came through us. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's a good fit. He'll... Probably play round one in the forward line if everything goes to plan. Uh, yeah, he'll be a massive addition to our ball movement in our forward line. Uh, and then moving on to Jai Clark at number eight, he he did get there. We um, predicted him to Hawthorne to um, jump at him a bit earlier, but Geelong supporters would be wrapped um, that Joel Selwood replacement, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure if he'll be that, live up to that, but hopefully for them. Hopefully not for everyone else in the competition. Um, it's a good spot. He can just learn for a few years. And um, they they do have, like, opportunities there in the midfield. So, I mean, no rush for him. Should be a gun player for years to come. And they're the masters of the trade and um, draft period, aren't they, Geelong? Well, I always like to say that it's because they're massive catchment period. They basically, anyone from any rural part of Victoria just goes there. So, I mean... Whether it's fair or not, who knows? But they they run a class program there, so um, really can't complain. Hundred percent. And then this one surprised me a little bit with um, a bid coming from um, I forgot who it was from actually, but just the doggies, the dogs, yeah, early at pick twelve for Jasper Fletcher, but Brisbane obviously matched and um, they got their father son selection, their second of the night. Yeah, uh, well, I'd say that might have been a bit of a Dunkley sort of uh, mm. bit of yeah. a repayment there, a bit of revenge, but yeah. I mean, he was always going to go to Brisbane. It's just where, and luckily they didn't go for into a deficit for them. Yeah, Cap exactly. off a pretty great trade period themselves, trade and draft period. What do you think about that? Actually, with them getting being able to get in, they finished top four. They got in Dunkley, got in Gunston, and then got Ashcroft and Jasper within the top twelve picks and without Connor going into McKenna. A, defi- a deficit. And Conor McKenna, yeah, they, they're gonna they're a scary proposition for next year. Well, I think it's the time they've underperformed in finals. This is the year that they'll have to, yeah, they'll have to perform. 
But, you know, if they can keep picking up quality players like Jasper for next to nothing, then, yeah, they'll be they'll be in a good place for years to come. And uh, you see he was staying up – he stood up, stayed up till 1am uh, just to reply to everyone who sent him messages. So. Yeah, he did. He, um, he replied to me, which was – which is very nice of him. Um, nice little flex there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then Matt Jefferson went at pick 15 in Melbourne. We had him at pick 14 in Melbourne just because of that Jasper Fletcher bid that came in. But, um, yeah, so they got their key forward that they need um, pretty desperately, actually. And, yeah, and Jefferson gets to go to Melbourne. Yeah, it will be a bit of a project, but, you know, there'll be there'll – be if he plays good VFL footy, there'll be the room for him next year. So I think it's a pretty good landing spot, all things considered. It's not an immediate impact thing, is it? He's a super small frame, plenty of upside, but yeah, there's plenty of work that needs to go in, in the gym and things like that to get him to AFL standard. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then peak 18, um, Josh Weddle to the Hawks. Key defender, which was a little bit surprising actually coming from the Hawks. Um, they've seemed to got a really good young... but backline that'll um, hold him in good stead for years to come but they they went with Weddle who's a good um, exciting player and yeah no, I'm wrapped for him yeah it's great uh, at first because he's one of my favorite players just in the draft just electric runoff halfback um, I was a bit disappointed that he went to Hawks just because of yeah they've got that position pretty well covered um, and they did trade up for him so they traded 27 future second and a future third so it's a it's a lot to give up for him but um, I think Sam Mitchell said that they're planning on playing him more wing and midfield, which he's got a massive frame, like 190 plus, 90 kegs. So, I mean, and that burst away speed, you, you're going to be able to play midfield to a certain extent. It's just um, sort of untried there. Maybe I'd say probably more for Carey, he might have played midfield. So, um, I couldn't tell you, but don't really watch much APS. But... Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how he tracks in that sort of different position that he played from under-18s. And I think um, you saw Sam Mitchell trying that type of position with um, Sicily during the year. He did it a few times playing Sicily as like an extra midfielder. Yeah, Will Day, that sort of thing. So th- there's heaps of them, but they all have the sort of traits where they can get up the field a bit. Uh, and then the first pick of the second night of the draft um, was with the Giants, and that went to uh, Max Gorowski at um, pick 22. Yeah, so... There was talk they were going to trade it. Obviously, Sydney messed up their plans a little bit mm. earlier the, the night before. Yeah, that came a bit earlier than expected. Uh, but obviously, they were looking at key position, and Gruz was Gruzuski was probably the best left. Um, I mean, depending on who you rate, but uh, it's interesting whether they see him as a forward as a defender. I'd assume as a defender, seeing they picked Cadman in the f- at pick one. Um, but I, I mean, there's obviously room in that team on either side. They're sort of in the middle of a rebuild now. Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be interesting to see where he plays next year. Um, as you said, with Cadman going at pick one, if he does, um, go down to defence, and then pick twenty nine, um, Virgil, who went to the Eagles. Uh, and yeah, the Eagles have got themselves a Victorian boy, um, country Victorian boy. So they don't usually have that go home factor as we we talked about. Uh, last last week, but yeah, no, he's he's a good player, an exciting player. Yeah, I think the theme of uh, of West Coast draft is sort of speed and power, and Kobe Virgil sort of adds that in spades. So a, a another one will he play forward, will he play midfield, defense for them. So um, yeah, we'll see. 
And then another one that sort of slipped down the draft ranks as well was um, Ollie Hotton, who went to pick 35 to the Saints. And I think a lot of people had him going a bit earlier, uh, maybe to Collingwood or someone like that in the mid-20s. But uh, I'm a Saints supporter myself, and I'm wrapped to have Ollie Hotton on board. Yeah, pretty good draft from the Saints, just picking all the sliders pretty much. And uh, Ollie, I think when we discussed him on the previous podcast, um, it was sort of, yeah, I, I did see him sliding a little bit out of the first round just because that type is sort of, it's hard to predict where they go. But, I mean, he's a quality player and I think he's a bit similar to what the Saints have in um, Gresham, Billings. He doesn't really play as much anymore. Mm. Um, Higgins, but he'll, he'll add a bit of class to that group. So, I mean, he, he is, he's got the sort of frame where he could probably play footy next year, AFL footy next year, but... Um, We'll see. We'll see wha- how he goes. Super exciting prospect, though, um, nevertheless. Definitely. And then to f- uh, wrap up the draft night for um, the people that I've talked to is Jaden Davey, who went at pick 54 to Essendon, which was, I think, um, about right what people were expecting. But his brother, obviously, the bid came a lot later than was expected. But um, they get to go together uh, to the Bombers. And I think, yeah, the Bombers as well had a, had a pretty good draft. Yeah, they did. They Lucky enough, they got the bids came very late, well, the bid, and then they were able to pick Jaden uh, sort of towards the back end of the draft. And, you know, it's just all untapped potential with him. And in a shallow draft like that, you just take the chance on a kid. Um, you love the club. And those two, it sort of brings back that flair that they've been lacking for the last few years. Especially coming off um, a couple of ACLs as well. He, yeah, as you said, untapped and... He's got that explosive speed, and I think he'll be a really damaging player um, in the forward line for them. Yep, definitely. And then I think, yeah, I think we're just going to do um, Mo, like surprising. Yeah, sure. Like biggest sliders type of thing. Yeah. That's oh, sweet. Uh, and then I think we're going to talk a little bit about our biggest surprises from draft night, and um, maybe biggest surpri- uh, biggest sliders as well. So Thorny. Uh, who do you have for your, your biggest um, surprise of the draft? Um, well, there was a fair few. My biggest surprise was probably just the whole Swans draft, to be honest. Mm. They um, they obviously made that early bid on Harry Rouston. Um A little bit earlier, but I do think he's probably the best midfielder around that range. So, fair enough. And he's a local boy, so you sort of don't let that slip. Um, and Michelini, I think Adelaide was expecting an early bid on him anyway. Um, and then they picked Constanti, which I think that's, that's one apparently that the Giants liked pretty well as well. So um, really screwing them over. But um, then they picked Cooper Vickery, um, which was a surprise just because I thought they were pretty keen on Lockie Cowan and he sort of slipped through. And then, yeah, they went Vickery. Um, he's a bit bit smaller, but I think they see him as sort of Nick Smith type. Um, and as well, Mitchell, the winger from the Bush Rangers, who they took... I thought they were a bit stocked in that area, but, I mean, you can't really... Uh, their judgment's normally pretty good in those middle rounds, so we'll see. And then what about a slider for you, who's someone who um, you saw, saw going a bit early in the draft that maybe um, a few clubs just passed on? The biggest sliders are actually the guys who didn't get drafted at all. Mm. Mitch Sivkowski, I probably... I, I think he's, like, AFL quality midfielder. I think just a lot of... Clubs are unfortunately just passing over um, midfielders with less athletic traits, which is, which is really unfortunate. I think that, th- yeah, that that unfortunately had um, Paul Pascoe as well maybe wrapped up into that. 
into th- those players with um yeah with not that athleticism but bigger bodies and maybe a bit slower as well. Um, yeah, that unfortunately we didn't touch on those uh, Will Elliott and Sam Gilby and Paul Paskey because they, unfortunately they didn't yeah. get picked up. But I think for all three of them, there's definitely um, there's definitely a reason to be excited for come mid season draft next year, even um, the the end of year draft with Gilby and um, Elliott uh, particular coming off injuries. They they can easily have a very good season next year, and same with Paul. Yeah. He'll go back and play some VFL footy or play some local footy. Um, and yeah, who knows what can happen? Yeah, exactly. Especially someone like Gilby, who he pretty much just needs to add size to the frame. Like he's probably got got the AFL skills, but when you when you don't have the size and you've also had the injury setbacks, it, it sort of makes it hard to um, showcase your talent. Um, and yeah, I, I guess clubs maybe this year are more willing to bet on things that they've seen a little bit more. And we did talk about this uh, in our draft preview about the draft pool size and how it would be a very shallow draft. Uh, and it, that was the case in the end. I think there were about 60 picks. Yeah, 59, yeah. I think, 58, 59. Um, and then not many in the rookie draft as well. Yeah, not many. And and the ones that were in the rookie draft were a lot of just mature ages or uh, re-rookies. Exactly. So yeah. it's disappointing. I think there's a discussion to be had about that mechan- as a mechanism, but... I mean, right now, the clubs are just doing whatever they can to have the best list that they possibly can. It's unfortunate for young, younger blokes, but, I mean, they're just doing their best. And just a final one to wrap up, not the uh, excluding the North Melbourne boys, because you are a North Melbourne supporter, <laughs> who, are you, who are you most excited to see um, play next year and who can make an impact in their first season of AFL footy? I think that a, a surprising amount of people from this draft will make massive impacts. Um, probably, I look at the Carlton draft, not just not just one specific player, but two, Ollie Hollands and Jackson Binns. I think there's a spot to be had on the wing there, and those are two massive gut runners that um, can definitely make w- at least one of the wings their own. Uh, and then the other one, I'm not sure if it'll be next year, but Caleb Smith went to Richmond with their first pick. Um, he was a bit of a slider. I liked him from WA. He's got all sorts of tools and speed off halfback, play a bit of forward. Um, one of those types that you know Richmond has, where you see him one two years after they're drafted, and you're like, "Oh, who's this guy? Where'd they get him from?" And he's just tearing it up, sort of like a Liam Baker type. And with Ollie Hollands as well, absolute running machine. I think he ran a five fifty four in the in the two k at the combine, so an absolute weapon on the um in on his the running track. on the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and they they need that sort of running power. Um, just ha- as, as little um, sort of hack types that you can have on the wing, the better. So I think they have really focused on getting the qu- outside quality there. Lockie Cowan was a steal as well. He could probably play some footy next year, even though they're a bit stocked on half-back flankers. But, um, yeah, th- those are sort of some guys that I can see playing next year that aren't necessarily just the top guys because the top guys probably will yeah. um, play good footy. Cadman and the two North boys. Um Sardis will probably play. Ashcroft will definitely play. Um, Yeah, so uh, I I see. Do you think Philippou will play for the Saints? Um, Well, he was. It was only five days away from missing this draft completely and um, being talked about as a potential number one for next year. So it'll be interesting. I think he's um, he's obviously a big boy at one ninety two and still growing, but um, he'll probably need to put on a little bit more size. You'd say as a seventeen year old and and mature a bit, and then um, yeah, hopefully though. I was wrapped with the Saints draft and wrapped with him coming into the club. 
Yeah, of course. Well, um, thanks for uh, joining me again today, Thorny. I really appreciate it. And um, well, hopefully I think we'll do a few more of these next year, A bit of just a bit of random just talking footy between the two of us. Of course, mate. See you then. Cheers.